0: My name is John, and this is my good buddy, Andy, and you're listening to Packers Blitz Podcast, the podcast that is done by two diehard Packer fans who survived the dark times of the 1980s, which we hopefully doesn't happen again this year, uh, Packers football, and live to talk about it. And this podcast always is dedicated to the world's greatest fans, Packer fans. So Andy, training camp. Let's go. Let's go. Sorry, loud. I love it loud in your ear there. Uh, it's all right. I've been This is so exciting to have Network, football back. Oh, isn't it? So NFL Network has been doing this thing. I know you don't have it, but that's okay. I'm not trying to rub anything in here. Uh but, but so NFL Network is at all 32 camps and they they've been doing um, every night, every weekend, they follow, go to a camp, and they'll talk about everything. So I've been watching, obviously, the Packers camp. And one of the things they keep saying is that they like um, Steve Smith. If you remember Steve Smith, he was uh, with Carolina for a number of years and went to Baltimore, a great wide receiver for Carolina Panthers and pretty good <laughs> for Baltimore. And he's been watching Jordan Love. He likes what he sees. He, you know, he can tell it's going to be a little growing pains. He keeps telling that growing pains, growing pains, growing pains. But he loves, absolutely loves Christian Watson. He's like, that dude is special. He says, if he puts it together and, and can they can use him correctly, he is going to be a special player for the Packers. And, you know, he says, I just love the way he runs routes. And we'll talk about this a little bit in the podcast, uh, some news about him and how people are feeling about him. So,
1: but let's get the news and note. Yeah, before you do that, John, um, actually, I I figured I'd add something. I wasn't going to actually bring it up at all. But um, there was an article and basically the gist of it, just to keep it short, was uh, head coach Matt LaFleur uh, basically, was ranting and raving about Christian Watson and how smart he was, yeah. and I think he called yeah. him one of the smartest players he's ever been around. Um, so that, Whoa. so that's that's pretty, that's pretty good. That that's uh, something that I wasn't yeah. kind of expecting, but uh, and oh. I'm sure Christian Watson, not, Watson wasn't bad. expecting that either. So I guess you know that probably has to do with work ethic and making sure that you're on the same page with what's going on and studying the playbook and asking the right questions and making adjustments and blah 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 um so you can just uh, keep keep talking and talking and talking about that but um it's 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 good news for for the Packers organization and Packer fans and, and for Christian Watson himself. And it's great that um, Matt is uh, recognizing him. So figured I'd bring yeah, that up. And you have to. Yeah, you have
0: to now. So let's get in. Great. I appreciate that because that's an interesting article. I, I glanced at it too. Um, so let's get into nose and notes. Sterling sharp, Mike Holmgren advanced to NFL Hall of Fame finalists, yay! So that
1: is awesome.
0: They um, they made the cut from thirty to twelve in their respective categories. Again, I'm not going to get into this too much because we always want to keep this under an hour. I- I'm talking to the Hall of Fame voters. <laughs> if you do not put these guys in, I'm coming to your houses. <laughs> nah, I would do that. No, you, come on, guys. This is an easy. This is a slam dunk. I mean, Sterling Sharp was, by. we've already been through this in other episodes, he was the best player on the field for a long time. It wasn't his fault that he had a neck injury and it was related to his health, okay? And his brother Shannon has said many times, Sterling is a better player than I am. And he is in the Hall of Fame. So, come on. And Mike Holmgren... I went through it in the last podcast, episode 30 and 29 uh, uh, two, about his staff, Andy Reed and and all Steve Mariucci and all these guys on there who are incredible coaches or at least decent coaches, right? Especially Andy Reed. He's more than a decent coach and he had him on there. T- so the guy knows talent and he knows how to get things done. And he took Brett Favre from a, hillbilly beer drinking good old boy to one of the, uh, the best quarterbacks in nfl history so anyway i don't know if you want to add anything on that andy yeah the, uh, the only
1: reason i put it in there john is it's just a little follow-up to what we had talked about before that they advanced so that's a uh, great news again uh for them to be uh again recognized in this way and they're they made the cut uh so again from down down from 30 finalists to 12 in each of those categories I would guess the categories would be wide receiver and head coach. So um yeah it's pretty great. So we'll keep everybody posted on that. Uh that's yep. uh yep. we want to want to do that. So it's kind of a follow up to what we had talked before. Uh the next yep. next one also is a little bit of a follow up. So I'll let you read that one off and yeah, uh yeah. so
0: this is called karma. This is called Packer karma. Never <laughs> ever mess with the Packers? Be careful what you say. That's why Aaron Rodgers is saying all all nice things. He's not getting out of hand, not saying the Packers did this and that. Being a chat, he could easily set that because Packers karma, it comes back to bite you. So former Packers wide receiver Amari Rodgers, was waived by the Houston Texans in a mutual decision. It isn't a mutual decision. <laughs> so let me tell you that, that he initiated. Yeah, Amari, Amari uh, said he, that in he that.
1: initiated it. Him. Uh, he he uh, talked uh, with uh, the front office and they came to this decision, but that mm-hmm. he started that yeah. process. So whatever, again, whatever mutual decision, his words whatever mutual decision uh, means right. Okay. Uh, any response, you know, to that, John, uh, yourself. No, I mean No,
0: other than the Packers karma. Yeah,
1: that that's karma. Well put.
0: That's why Devonte Adams too has been very careful what he's saying. He hasn't yep. come out and been really critical of the Packers.
1: Yep. Anyway, we'll so we'll, let's we'll, move get, on. we'll get to that yeah. in just a few minutes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, let's go to the next careful. one, John. Yeah, next one. So, <laughs> U.S. gymnast Simone Biles, I believe that's her. Pronounce her last name. She was asked if her husband's safety, Jonathan Owens, would be uh, basically on the team. She said he'll either be cut or fined. That uh, <laughs> that was. She's there to support her. Obviously, her husband's comeback after being. And I didn't know this that he was two years away. From the sport? Am no, I she was. Right?
1: Or, yeah. She was. Yeah, so, okay, that's so oh, they I'm were asking that? her whether um, her husband, Packer Safety, Jonathan Owens, was going to be there for her to support her during her comeback because she hasn't actually been participating in any sort of meets or anything for two years. So she's been away from the sport. And uh, they were asking her whether he was going to attend any, and she's like, no. No. <laughs> If he does, he'll either be cut or fined. And that's the way it works yeah, in the, yeah. in, in the NFL. So no. Yeah. So, so
0: yeah. yeah. So, so we Simone so is, I, and we so about Simone
1: it. is returning okay. to competitive gymnastics on August 5th in the, it's called the U S classic, which is a primary tune up for the U S championships. Um, that's where they're, you know, that's the final, you know, basically meet that's that Determines who the best is in the United States. So this is just a precursor to that. Um, she she's also unsure whether or not she will be able to cheer on her husband. So it's going to be both, you know, both her and her husband might not be able to support each other. Um, and that's she wasn't sure that she'd even be able to 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 see any of the games that you know any of the NFL games that uh, kick off in September. So. Figured we'd bring that yeah. one up. So,
0: yeah. So Jonathan Owens, he was a P-PB mild lock, if I remember right.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's he's oh, mild. He's sort of
0: make sense. right? He wasn't a lock. No. Yeah. He, yeah. We've We'll, we'll given talk about this
1: lock. later in the we're podcast, but down. he's been on oh, yeah. the second team. Uh, it it looks like he's going to make the team, but you know, the lock can change. In the meantime, yeah.
0: We already said the safety. Yeah, the safety is the weakest position. So if you can't make it in Green Bay, you're not going to make it (laughs) anywhere. All right. So saving the best for last, my boy, Aaron Rodgers. Look how nice Aaron Rodgers is, Andy. He gave back thirty five million bucks. He just said, "Here you go."
1: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) He took a pay cut.
0: I, but I, yeah. I thought that was so funny when I saw that. I was like,
1: he took a pay cut from $110 million for two years down to, um, yes, 75 million, which pretty much assures he's going to be with the team at least two years for sure. Yes. Yes. And so it was actually a $35 million pay cut. So, I think he's trying to give them some cap flexibility, so to speak. <laughs> and then, of course, I'm and sure you've would had, Warren, you would have people in the Twitter world, or you know, somebody on, on social that. media, like the average fan, saying, "What? Well, then, what huh? they why? Why didn't Aaron do that when he was with Green Bay uh, for the Packers?" Well, he, you know, I'm just saying that's what he, some I, people are and that is a good question uh, but.
0: yeah I wouldn't read too much yeah. into that
1: because at that
0: time he would remember and we're not going to get into air Rogers thing again because I know the way it goes remember he was in his prime when he's with Green Bay for the most part okay so for him to take a pay cut in his prime is ridiculous and come on you know, this is this is apples and oranges, but so, <laughs> you, want yeah, so you want me to read this? You want me right to read ahead. this? Right ahead. Okay, so this is I love the internet, how crazy it is. This is not going to happen, people. Let's relax. There are rumors swirling that Devontae Adams would join Aaron in New York. That will never happen because Again, discussion he has said multiple times being that they leave another year in May, next year. Next year, how's Aaron Rodgers be, you know, because. They are going all, uh full speed ahead to go to Super Bowl this year. I just, I just that's crazy.
1: Well, I, I heard uh, something so, today, John, that that it's seventeen percent more likely that a player gets injured on astroturf, and he sure. plays on astroturf, so. And I think last year, there were only uh, only a handful of games, maybe like three or four games or whatever it was, that he played on AstroTurf. I mean, somebody his age, you know, that takes a toll on your body. And he's had some lower leg injuries, you know, calf injuries and this and that. So uh, I'm not trying to jinx him. I I hope he, you know, stays upright and i hope that he doesn't get injured of course and the nfl is better with him playing in it uh everybody wants him to make the playoffs everybody wants him to succeed i'm not saying trying to jinx him but um and then you've got the other thing i wanted to follow up on with Devante. he is going to be the number one paid wide receiver next year at 26 over 26 million dollars a year and yeah. so again, the Jets have to be able to afford that. And again, <laughs> I'm not sure what their cap situation is, have no clue, but to bring him into the fold, he's due 26 over 26 million dollars. Yeah, I think it's close to 27. Okay. He will be the number one paid wide receiver next year in the National Football League. Yeah. And and yeah, he deserves it. I'm not saying he doesn't, he does. but it all has to work. So yeah. yeah. So but yeah, lot, lots of rumors on that uh you know flying around after that uh pay cut love that, uh Aaron took. So figured yeah, we'd just room. bring that up. Yeah. Why yeah, not?
0: Yeah. Uh, why not? Uh yeah, you wanted you wanted to say this but I'll say this year you. You like apples.
1: <laughs> you're right.
0: <laughs> I know you have <laughs> and stuff. That's uh yeah, that's
1: yeah. You know, how about that for like you know some yeah there's you know those rumors <laughs> those rumors that start swirling you like the like twirling. the wording with that huh john
0: <laughs> i love the wording with that well again
1: on packers blitz we try to state more facts than rumors but you know yeah. there are several sources mm-hmm. that were you know Talking yeah. about this. That's why we're talking about this. We aren't saying it, of course, it's gonna happen. We're no. just saying other people are saying it might happen. Uh yeah, again, if gonna. if it were me, and again, like some people I'd say, if I was a betting man, uh, I would say uh that's a no. I don't think that's that's gonna happen. I think that uh ship has sailed, and that I think uh yeah, I don't really don't think that's gonna happen. Uh, but. No.
0: Yeah. So, let's excited training camp. Andy, take it away with takeaways after first week of training
1: camp. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about each uh, position group, John, uh, Packer fans out there, Packer Blitz fans, Packers fans all over the world. Uh, John mentioned something about Australia, the Czech Czech Republic <laughs> and all over the world listening to us. So, sure, baby. Yep. Uh, so w- at the quarterback position, uh, Jordan Love shined on Saturday. Uh, that was the uh, last practice that they had had was on Saturday. There was an off day on Sunday, and then they were back today. So on Saturday, at least, uh, this may have been the best practice that Jordan Love has ever had. According to Packers Wire and USA Today writer Paul Brettle. this is what Paul had to say. He was balanced in the pocket, decisive in his decision-making, knew when to buy time with his legs, and was accurate. Overall, Jordan was 16 for 22 on the day and 4 for 7 during an end-of-the-half two-minute drill that resulted in a field goal, one that was actually made. (laughs) I figured I'd add that, John. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, well, uh, about that, right? <laughs> the play of the day came when Samari uh, Toure ran an out and up route, where Love dropped the ball uh, in perfectly, out of the reach of the safety, but also didn't force Toure to drift towards the sideline. So far, Packers head coach Matt LaFleur has seemed to be. Very pleased with Jordan Love's very buttoned-up performance and sound running of Lafleur's offensive system. So Jordan's looked pretty good, John. And uh, but unfortunately, uh, just on a downer, the uh, backups haven't. <laughs> they haven't looked very good, that, but yeah. Um, yeah. So we're we're just going to stay positive, and and yes, Jordan man. Love is is shining he shined on Saturday uh then the uh running back group unless John you have something to add about the quarterback quarterback okay yeah. so um Tyler uh, goodson's versatil- versatility has been on full display so on episode 20 John and I talked about Patrick Taylor <laughs> being the front runner for the rb3 behind Jones and Dylan yes we uh did. well. <laughs> It looks like we may have been wrong. Uh, Tyler Goodson has been a jack of all trades, so to speak. He has lined up out of the backfield, in the slot, and out wide. Tyler was a ball carrier, pass catcher, and used as a motion man. By the way, Packers fans should expect motion to be a much more integral part of the Packers offense this year. Tyler Goodson may currently, uh, may be currently the third running back. Even Lou Nichols may have leapfrogged uh, Patrick Taylor on the, uh, on the depth chart. Uh, and Lou Nichols has showed uh, excellent burst, vision, and physical running style. So um, we may have been totally wrong, John, on that one. Uh, It seems like he actually might be fifth on the depth chart where I thought because of his Uh, uh, special teams ability that Patrick Taylor was going to make the club. Uh, There is a good, it it looks at least least so far that Tyler Goodson uh, because of his versatility uh, might make it in his place so they hmm. most likely are only going to keep three uh running backs john so we already got Jones, right. dylan and and that leaves one one spot left so right. and it looks yeah. as of now uh it might be tyler goodson any uh anything to say about okay. the running backs or move on
0: no it's early it's yeah, early it and typically this is what happens early uh people you know they had the extra burst and everything because it's the first week and everybody's and then they start throwing blitz packages, and the rookies are getting their butts kicked. And, you know, Patrick Taylor's uh, coming in and saving the day. Because really, that's what it comes down to. You want your running back to be able to, and Aaron Jones does a pretty decent job, and A.J. Dillon pretty decent of picking up the blitz. But if you can't pick that up, uh, Jordan loves to be on his backside more than he wants to. So you can't have a rookie in there. And like I said, once they start doing all these different things, then you'll see like Lou Nichols, like <laughs> fall apart. Uh, but we need, you know, especially with the running back D de- evaluation. Uh, you probably have heard that a million times where all these running backs are getting angry because they're not getting paid, right. Or feel they're paid, right. And, you know, it's just kind of, you don't need guys in there who are going to be on practice squad because you can pick someone up pretty easy. So, you know, yeah. again, we'll, we'll see. We'll see.
1: My biggest question is, can Tyler Goodson play special teams? And if he can't, then there has to be somebody yeah. else to take his place. Correct. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, there, yeah, yeah. there was somebody that was cut <laughs> that I believe played mm. on our special teams units. Um, and I could be totally yeah. wrong on that, but, uh, you know, you have to have sure. somebody on special teams and somebody that mm-hmm. can uh can do a good job. Yeah, so tackle. Yeah, that <laughs> so uh, we're gonna talk about the tight end position then and we're gonna actually Ooh, talk, tight end. We're gonna talk about all four of them. So uh it looks Love. as if all four players are gonna have roles with the offense, which means it seems like all four are gonna make the team. Really? And really? um, yeah, huh. so that's what they're saying so far. So Tyler get, Davis.
0: Mm.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Well, we'll ta- I'll talk about that in a second. So here, here's USA Today's assessment of the Packers tight end group, and this is what USA had to say. USA Today had to say, uh, Luke Musgrave was basically has basically worked with the starters since day one, and brings playmaking and as a pass catcher to the position with a speed and ability to line up in the slot or out wide and stretch the field. Josiah Deguara is the versatile H-back. That's all they had to say (laughs) about him. Uh, Tyler Davis has held up really well as a blocker so far, and if he continues to do that, he will carve out a role. Uh, Okay. Yeah. He even had a nice pass-blocking rep against uh, Lucas Van Ness, by the way. So um, he actually kept...
0: (laughs) Welcome to the NFL, rookie.
1: Yeah, uh, Tucker Craft did not, I believe. (laughs) Uh, So Tucker Craft, meanwhile, has spent most of his time lined up in line uh, at the line of scrimmage, but was very good with the ball in his hands at uh, South Dakota State. Uh, He dropped out of practice on Saturday and was seen wearing an ice wrap around his, uh, right thigh, just to let you know, mm-hmm. uh, Musgrave and aguara will most likely see the majority of the snaps at, at the position. And that was all the info that Packers Wire and USA today, uh, provided for us about the, our tight ends. Um, so basically Pike, Packers, uh, Uh, Tight ends coach John Dunn said that because the Packers use a lot of two tight end sets and have a lot of versatile players, they will be able to run a variety of plays from one personnel package, uh, helping create those those mismatches. So uh, the tight ends coach uh, John Dunn, um, I believe he would like to see all four of them make the team. Um John, I'm not sure what your thoughts on are on that. usually, um you know most teams are keeping four or five of them
0: yeah typically.
1: um but the problem for me is Josiah deguaro not to pick on him. he just hasn't shown much. so no. um you know hopefully he's he's totally healthy and he's gonna be uh you know a really good performer right. for us, I hope um he just hasn't shown yeah. me anything um can barely even break a tackle so um,
0: Right. Uh,
1: I don't know. I'm right. So
0: yeah, my ranks. my thing is with Luke Musgrave, and I know Packer fan, and I know Andy, you're going to be like, wow, this is a little bit early to say that. He totally reminds me of Travis Kelsey. I saw him in an interview, and he was just like, super confident, like super, like, like totally into everything. He didn't look like a rookie. He was, he was like, Kelsey, when they interview him, he's kind of smug and he kind of smirks and he's kind of making jokes and he's kind of like, you know, I'm like, Oh my God, if that is true, personality wise, and if he can play like that, Oh wow. Um, but the thing I have, uh, Tucker craft, he's probably going to be put on the PUP list. I think he is those having trouble. Uh, with injuries, because, again, when I saw an interview with him on uh, Packers.com is where you can look at these interviews, uh he just looked like he's not getting it. Like, he looks wide-eyed and and just kind of like, wow, this is big time. And he he just didn't seem as confident as Luke Musker. He looked like, yeah, I'm ready to go, let's go. Um, Tyler Davis, yeah, okay, whatever. And and I agree with Josh Deguara. The good thing about it is that he knows offense. This is what, his second year in the offense or third year? I think second, it's his right? third.
1: I think it's a, third, actually his third.
0: Second. Third, third. So if you're not getting it by now, you're not going to go away. And he just doesn't understand. When he was at Cincinnati, he would make plays. Get open, and he was a nice, you know, you know, for what a draft pick. But he just is not trans. Like you hope he does, because there are no excuses, and we'll see. Family night comes up August fifth, and they'll be running all of these different packages and everything like that. And I'm excited for that, you know, because it's football. But I don't know. Tight ends concern me. Um, I think there's a lot of work to do. And uh, Mercedes Lewis, uh, hopefully the Packers still have his number. On speed dial. On huh? <laughs> speed dial, yeah. Because they have Mason Crosby, which we'll get to. They definitely have Mason Crosby's on <laughs> speed dial. We'll get to that. But anyway, that was my thing. So wide receiver, let's talk about that because that is exciting. This looks like a group that could take it to the next level.
1: Yeah, the three starters basically Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and Jaden Reed uh, have all seen ample targets over the middle, uh, allowing pass the you know the pass catcher to catch the ball in space to create big yards after the catch and explosive plays. So they've been running a lot of routes in the route tree or whatever uh, over the middle. So that's something that the beat writers brought up yep, over and over target. and over again that they were seeing it. And this is going to be an, uh, an important element of the Lafleur offense, uh, especially mm. moving forward. So a lot of uh, pass catching over the middle and they've had found a lot of success too. So that's about all I had with the wide receiver group. Yeah, you know, That's, that's yeah. kind of a complicated one. Um, there's, there's uh, you know, there's some wide receivers out right now. Uh, I think it's Wicks is hurt and, and, you know, Tory's look good. We talked about him a little bit earlier. Right, um, yeah, and so, but not a whole lot to talk about yet. So we'll see what happens with that. But that, that that's happens. that's as much of a question mark, maybe not as much as the tight ends. <laughs> but that's no, a big you know, our no. pass catching group group in general is a big question mark. So we know we know the oh, backs, Absolutely, we know the backs can catch the ball out of the backfield occasionally um hopefully they'll catch the ball more than he did last year um Better. you know you know jones Better. and dylan they're gonna get some pass catching opportunities but it's the rest oh, of them you're oh, gonna yeah. like i don't know so yeah, yeah they got to get the ball to Dobbs. they got to get the ball to christian watson you know uh Jaden reed uh looks like an exciting player and this you know hopefully so they'll have him
0: but Jaden reed read i'm going to take back what i said about the draft i i called him antonio freeman i'm going to take that back i think he reminds this guy andre a bad moon Remember him oh Uh, andre He's from michigan state
1: yeah yeah I think they I were, to I, I want to I say wow. the player, the former player, NFL player, sorry to cut you off, John. Um, I, I thought it was Percy Harvin. I thought it was Percy Harvin that they kept comparing him to. But um, that one's been coming up lately. Really? And, well, um, I don't know. Kind of yeah. kind of one of those guys okay. that can line up all over the place and is explosive yes. and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. so
0: on the rise, and if you're. Number fans like Andy Hauer, when he was with Atlanta he was really good at lining up in the slot and also good at lining you know up uh, you know deep and, and running certain routes and running the route tree you know he just had a just a swagger about him just a way about him um, that you were like wow granted he did not have a Hall of Fame career which I think he Cup, but he got in his head a lot, uh, and his, his kind of having some issues Uh he had off the field with burning his mansion down, his girlfriend burning his mansion down, and <laughs> other things, but if you remember him, he was kind of, he was, he was a, well, he was a big guy, kind of, but he had, like, yeah, like, big arms, he was like, he wasn't short, but, you know, again, he just kind of was like, one of the guys like man he gets in the open field he's hard to tackle and he was you know and that's what i kind of well, Jaden reed i'm going interesting let's see what this guy does because he just reminds me of that kind of body build and just kind of swagger because he i've heard him in interviews already and he's like yeah i'm ready i'm in the i'm in the book I, i'm you know i'm at practice i'm you know i'm doing everything i can i'm you know, I want to be great and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do kickoffs, I'll do punt returns, or whatever. He's a really great attitude right now. And he just seems like a guy that could really stretch the field, but <laughs> he has trouble catching the ball sometimes. So he's got to get that uh, over that. So, anyway, that was just something I would have brought up. I found interesting this week, just kind of Andre, bad out mood
1: rising. Easy.
0: Bad Moon rising. And remember in the in the Super Bowl he caught that Super Bowl pass. He did. Uh running the wrong route. If <laughs> <laughs> an Antonio go, Freeman like, like go deep. Go deep. <laughs> he <laughs> Just did go deep. He did. He wasn't Get supposed in to strike Antonio Freeman was supposed to run his route and he was supposed to run Bill Freeman's route and they ran the bro- wrong routes. And but
1: anyway, the rest is history. And he still caught it, so good enough, right? He did. That's so key. offensive for a touchdown. yeah offensive line Uh, yeah basically uh about the only thing to report and it's kind of interesting uh even though yash nyman and zach tom were evenly splitting starting snaps during otas they would alternate days by the way um uh, zach tom has lined up at right tackle with the starters over nyman uh for the majority of the team drills So it looks like Zach Tom is the new Packers starting right tackle. So just to let everybody know. So um, when the pads are put on starting today, uh, Monday, uh, we will all get a better idea of where each player stands. But as of now, it seems like that's where it stands. (laughs) They believe Zach Tom is the answer at right tackle. And right now, Yash is kind of backing him up. So it seems like he's supplanted Yash, and that was part of the reason, John, that I talked about on a previous podcast that there is a chance we might trade Yash Nyman uh, because Tom's uh, Zach Tom was was a beast and stepping up and looked like he was going to become the the starter. So,
0: yeah,
1: absolutely. Any uh, any thoughts on the offensive line? You, I mean, move nope. on. Okay, so the interior Whoa, defensive defense. line uh, basically looks faster, which is a good thing. Nice. <laughs> with uh, ah. Devontae Wyatt and Colby Wooden seeing a lot of playing time, the speed and explosiveness of the interior line has been on display with sideline to sideline. We like to hear that. Sideline to sideline, speed plays. Side and quick I explosive moves into the backfield. Uh, this position group is now much faster than in recent <laughs> Uh, years so, nice. um, our interior line's right been looking that. good, John. And right uh, that. any question, any thoughts? No, just what you, that. what
0: you said. Uh, you had that statistic how much we sucked <laughs> stopping the run last year. We were last or near last of stopping the run and last in this category, whatever you came up with. The pro, the, the point is, we just suck
1: <laughs> so. Yeah, they,
0: I'm hoping that this interior line could, you know, do what they advertise right now.
1: Yeah, so they're basically talking about, you know, Kobe Wooden is a rookie, and then you got Devontae Wyatt. He uh, didn't play a whole lot last year, but he was our number one No, he didn't. So they
0: kind of called
1: those two out, that they've been doing a good job, and they've been looking good, uh, explosive and whatnot. So as of now, of course, you're looking at uh, Clark as a starter. And then I think it's what, uh, TJ Slayton is the other one. Yes. And right. so Devonte Wyatt and Colby wooden are, are kind of sprinkling in there and then you've got some other guys behind them at the moment. So, um, <laughs> but so then, uh, edge rusher basically, uh, been hearing a lot of good things about Lucas Van and he's been, uh, he has played with the starters here and there. Uh so basically Lucas Van Ness is of course is our first round pick from this year. Uh he's a power rusher with an incredible burst when the ball is snapped. He made several plays where he put offensive linemen on their heels and drove them into the backfield. That's kind of what he does. <laughs> on Saturday he a drove to si- Yeah. On Saturday, he drove Josiah DeGuara into the backfield so quickly that the play had to be blown dead. Uh, Lucas basically <laughs> totally wrecked it. Also, Vanessa looked good as a run defender by setting a strong edge, setting the edge, setting the edge, uh, forcing the ball carrier, <laughs> forcing the ball carrier back inside. Uh, this is an area where the Packers ed- edge rushing unit. Has to improve and John, like you always scream during a Packers game, set the edge, but set the edge, right?
0: You know, Colin Kaepernick is still running on us, <laughs> he's been out of exactly. the league for like four years. And guys, if you again, if you want, don't be depressed, but if you want to be depressed for whatever strange reason, maybe you got like your massacre, <laughs> go and watch the what, uh, 20. 20- 2012 2011, no, 2013. Uh, divisional game against the 49ers where Colin Kaepernick (laughs) ran for over 200 200 yards, yeah. Yeah. And and the funniest thing, the announcers, uh, Joe Buck, like it's Joe Buck, right? His his dad, Jack Buck, and Joe Buck, but Joe Buck screaming into the microphone, How's this happening? It's the same play. I can't believe it. I remember him saying that, and I was just like, yeah. (laughs) Because we couldn't set the edge. Boom, 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 boom. Ugh, nightmare. So, yes, thank you. Set the edge.
1: Yeah, Packer fans out there, also, I wanted to uh, mention, too, there's been some articles about Lucas Van and basically, he's been, like, the last the first player in and the last player out. And they said he had only like yeah. gone out to eat like once or something to a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, and he's so he's been at yeah. the facility quite a bit and showing a lot of dedication, great worth work ethics. So I figured I'd bring that yeah. up Yeah. Uh before and we move on never, to linebackers. Was,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I was uh, going to
0: say really quick Yeah. Quickly. Go ahead. Hold on a sec. Just one second, buddy. Uh, I was going to say, Lucas Van Ness, people at Iowa, you know, uh, well, people, when we drafted them, just in general, were like, why didn't he start at Iowa? Why, you know, what, what's what's the deal? And remember, again, I'm going to repeat this because we said it in our draft episode. They do it at Iowa a little differently. They give it to the veterans, um, people, seniors, juniors, who are still playing well, and Basically, you have to really, really earn it to get in to any uh, of the defense, uh, you know, starters and everything. And Lucas Van Ness was still able to do that uh, and was still able to get in there and still make an impact where he was drafted in the first round. So again, you're never going to see anybody uh, outwork this guy. He's just got to get his technique down, which is going to be hard and frustrating for him at first. I think that's going to be his biggest thing. Just like David Bakhtiari. If he's David Bakhtiari, if he's in his, you know, good frame of mind and everything and is healthy, he's going to take Lucas Van Ness to school. I mean, it's not going to be funny. But, you know, I'm just excited about this kid. But, again, Packer fans, for your enthusiasm, we know he works hard, but he's not going to be another like Joey Boza or the other Boza brothers and come in and have like, you know, eight, 10 sacks. If he did, Andy and I will be doing dirt wheels and we will film it. <laughs> we will put it video.
1: <laughs> that, that would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. John with, you know, Rashawn Gary as of now on the pup list and we don't know whether he's mm-hmm. going to even be back, you know, when, when he's going to be oh. back. Uh, right. Lucas is going to play. It's just a matter he's of. He's
0: going to play. You yeah, know, to
1: situationally when that's gonna be and they were talking yeah. about lining him up over the center or up the middle and just having them like mm-hmm. try to like barrel over guys and 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 just sure, you know, speed like rush them and so uh, speed, sorry right just that? uh brush them um so yeah. it just blow through the middle uh so they were talking about using them mm-hmm. more as like a defensive tackle in the middle but he can line up anywhere that's his versatility again is kind of what Goody likes to see in his his uh, draft picks, and he is versatile, so that's that's a good thing. So we're going to move on to the linebacker group, and in particular, uh, I guess you would call them middle linebackers. And uh, uh, I guess in yeah. certain defenses, they sure. might be considered outside, but um, they've they've had a sound start to camp, especially the veterans or the starters. Uh, you've got Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell. Uh, have been very solid uh, against the run game they're meeting the ball carriers at the line of scrimmage instead of uh, like you know 5 to 7 yards down the field aj so, <laughs> hawk like yeah, so yeah like like at the line of scrimmage you know you not go. not uh 5 to 7 yards down the field so in the passing game they both seem to be around the ball uh when it came their way as well so um they look they're looking good so that's that's a good thing, um, like John said last uh, podcast. Uh, they might be a like a like a strength, you know, to our uh, our defense, hopefully. right? Yes. Right, hopefully. In a recent interview, Quay Walker said uh, when he uh, said when he said that he thought about his uh, two ejections the entire off season. That's his quote. Entire, he thought about hmm. that. Um reminding himself that he must change. Uh, he hopefully has learned from those mistakes and has matured. I I love the fact, hopefully John loves it too, that he owned it and is moving forward with yeah. composure and grace. And that's some of the wording that uh, they had used uh, is that his composure and his grace. So I figured I'd bring that up. So that's yeah, great. It's awesome. So it's great to see him mm-hmm. maturing and whatnot. And, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, that's what he said. He had had thought about when he when he had those two right. objections last uh, last year. So sure, he's been thinking about it the entire offseason. He should be. <laughs> so you shouldn't be yeah, getting kicked be. out of two games. You know, fine. You get kicked yeah. out of one, but then you don't get kicked out of the second, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, any thoughts on the linebackers, or we're moving no. on? Okay, moving so- on. At cornerback, uh, as we already know, uh, Jarier Alexander has been a beast. (laughs) So uh, he's been really impressive, uh, which is no surprise. Uh, The ball is not going his direction. (laughs) And when it does, he is all over the wide receiver, forcing multiple pass breakups. Uh, By the way, uh, slot corner Keyshawn Nixon even played some on offense. Being used on some gadget plays and in motion a lot. Remember, John, we talked about earlier in motion, a lot of motion plays, a of motion. Uh, foundation of the Matt LaFleur offense. So, Keyshawn Nixon's yeah. playing offense, John.
0: <laughs> That's your boy. How about that? Yep. Yeah.
1: And he's still on special teams a little bit here and there. So, he Be better.
0: Yeah. We need him. No
1: kidding. <laughs> Okay, so we're moving on to the safety position. Um, The depth chart is actually taking shape. Uh, Darnell Savage and Rudy Ford have been the starters since day one of OTAs. Uh, Tavarius Moore, now healthy, along with Jonathan Owens, who we talked about before, Simone Biles' husband, have been with the second team defense, which means those two will probably be making the team along with Darnell Savage and Rudy Ford. Uh, Dallin uh, Lovett, who we talked about last pot- podcast too, is a core special teams player. Looks like he's probably going to make it. Uh, hopefully, uh, he won't be released like linebacker Jonathan Garvin, who was given his walking papers oh, on his birthday. Oh, Ouch. <laughs> that was cold, John. <laughs> that, right. uh, that was yeah, cold yeah. by the, the by the. wait
0: another day right Exactly.
1: did you hear about that john so i figured i'd bring it up i I was going to do that in the news and notes but i've you know i decided to add it in right there but okay
0: no it's not a good not a good (laughs)
1: that's kind of a big thing that popped up like five or six times you know they did what you know yeah exactly Why? why did they have to do it wish them a happy birthday and then cut (laughs)
0: <laughs> hey Jonathan my man here's your cake now go eat it outside and, yeah. and, and, and <laughs> I'm not
1: positive John but the reason I brought it up because I thought he was on a, a pretty good special teams player for us he was. I thought he, he was, was
0: a good special yes he okay. was okay
1: okay yeah so he had,
0: he had some potential at um, uh, edge rusher but he now with Van Ness and some other guys he's not Ah, he's not gonna make it
1: well that was another it's reason why i mentioned dalen love uh because it looks like he's probably gonna make the team then um, yeah, yeah. considering jonathan was one of our better tacklers last year on on uh, special mm-hmm. teams so yep absolutely we shall see <laughs> what's gonna yeah, happen yeah. with that so let's move on to the special teams why don't we uh, uh so they basically are so- <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically there's been some ups and downs, uh, more, probably, uh, you know, more ups yeah. and downs. Uh, there was a down okay, on Saturday okay. for mm-hmm. Anders Carlson. Yeah. So Anders Carlson went 11 for 12 during mini camp and then five for six to begin training camp, a solid start, right? However, <laughs> however, on Saturday, uh, we all saw the inconsistency that can come with relying on a young kick player at kicker. From 40 to 45 yards, uh, Carlson was 0 for three. From 55, mm-hmm. uh, 50 to 55 yards, he was just one for three. Yeah, yep. John uh, Packers fans, if you if you're adding that up, it's one for six. <laughs> That's not good. Uh, it's apparent that Anders has a big leg, but he is inconsistent. Packers GM Brian Gutekunst didn't close the door when asked about adding a kicker to the roster. It does seem that that it's Anders Carlson's job to lose. We've said this before. Patience, like with Jordan Love, will be the key. Anders, like Jordan... (laughs) is replacing a franchise legend in former uh, kicker Mason Crosby, Crosby, who hopefully is on speed dial. Uh, (laughs) Patience. Uh, I will say that 13 of the Packers' 17 regular season games are outdoors in 2023. Anders Carlson cannot blame (laughs) the wind... Cold no, or bad weather, there will be no excuse for struggles or dismal performances for a place kicker in the NFL. So I figured I'd bring that up, John. Mm. I didn't know whether you knew that, but I thought it was kind of interesting when I read it. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so, however, punter Daniel Wheelan, who I had talked about on a previous podcast, uh, who he who we had talked up actually in a previous episode. Uh, had a fantastic Saturday and showed off his big-time leg. He averaged 52 yards a punt, 52 yards, and an average hang time of 4.56 seconds, which is pretty darn good. So I figured I'd talk about the upside of what happened on Saturday. There we go. There we go. There we go. So Um, it's – Really – Oh, go
0: ahead. No, go right ahead. No, I'd say really quickly – so they asked Mark Murphy. <laughs> oh, Mark Murphy. Uh, i was have to find uh. the article. Uh, but uh, they asked him. They were just joking with them, And, you know, and they, like you said, they asked Matt LaFleur and Gudekunst and all those guys, hey, what do you think of the kicker? And one of the reporters, beat reporter, I don't know who it was, goes, uh, hey, uh, Mark, uh, do you have uh, Mason Crosby on speed dial? And <laughs> he's like, uh well we have him, you know, we have his number and everything. And then they ask Rich Basaccia. Yeah, they go to him, so uh what do you what do you think about and he's like, you know, saying, Oh, well, you know, this is happening in the leg and blah blah blah. And then he goes, Rich Basace goes, Well, we're lucky because Mason Crosby has not signed with another team. And uh I know uh Goodekuns has him on. Basically, speed down. <laughs> so, Rich Versace, I think, was like, "Oh boy, this kid better work out." <laughs> Otherwise, well, hey, Mason, you're back uh, because we cannot, we cannot lose games by a field goal. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, it's not for a young no, team.
1: That's, the that's close that's, games that's, last that's year, John, and we are going to have to win both games it. this year if they we're going to make the playoffs.
0: It's, it's two to too deflating to be like down by two with 10 seconds left, and you have a kicker kicking like a, a 40 yarder and hooking it to the right every time. You can't, no, you just can't do that. So, yeah, and hopefully, else we'll end up like the Vikings, and for?
1: yeah, hopefully, we'll end up like the Vikings and you know, win 11. 11- one score games not happen this year Vikings fans <laughs> not just to happen let you this know year. no so was- but maybe the, that will happen for the Packers this year that would be nice hey, but uh yeah we all know that the Vikings are not going to win the division this this season they're not no no
0: Detroit we'll talk about this in uh future podcasts we will we do this season and, and Detroit fans I just want to say this really quickly to you you better win because everybody, and I mean everybody that I listen to, and uh, on the podcast and uh, in reading, you know, online and NFO Network and Sports Center and all that stuff, they're picking them to even go the Super Bowl. <laughs> Which, when I heard that, I was like, "Calm down, all right, everybody, calm down." So, all right, so let's get to part four here. If that's okay, Andy, I'll take this one. Yeah, what's up
1: next? Job. What's next up in yeah, training so great camp, John?
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'll take this. Since You did a great job at training camp. Thank you, man. Always awesome. Uh, so after four practices in shorts and helmets, the Bay Packers put on pads for the first time in training camp today, Monday, uh, Packers head coach, Le Matt LeFleur, said, I'm looking forward to seeing these guys in more like real football. Yeah, that is real football, I guess. He continued week two to me is where you've got to get a little more detailed, be a little more intentional. Yeah. The intensity is going to pick it up. So I think that's anything you want to add on that. I mean, you have due no. to the collective <laughs> bargaining agreement. Yeah. The collective bargaining agreement, everything's changed. You only have so many practices and paths, which in my opinion has made football worse because the tackling is worse, and a lot of guys getting injuries because you know you're just running around in shorts and a t-shirt and a helmet, you know, no one's smacking you in the head. so yeah so so yeah one. so basically the
1: first four practices were in shorts and helmets and moving forward, they are in pads. so
0: yeah, so Omaha. Omaha! <laughs> <laughs> According, to ESPN's Rob Damoski, Monday's practice in pads at Ray Nischke Field attracted an interesting guest: former Super Bowl winning quarterback and future NFL Hall of Famer, Peyton Manning. He was seen walking with the floor, standing on the side, and hanging out in the field. Manning's production team, Omaha Productions, was in green Bay to discuss a potential project. Omaha Productions co-produced the recent Netflix series quarterback, which I am starting to watch right now, which followed Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota Mariota. throughout the 2022 season. That could be a hint for new starting quarterback Jordan Love could be highlighted in the second season of the series. Since the first season is quarterback focused exclusively on veteran passers, it makes sense for them to show the ups and downs of being a young single caller in the NFL uh, Jordan Love inflicts quarterback however according to <laughs> Justice M- Mosquita Mosquita
1: probably I oh, Justice Mosquita right. of Acme Packing okay, company. Com.
0: yeah he historically the Packers have been very conservative and I already said this a million times in terms of much buzz, you know, from the, the different things like you know, hard knocks and uh <laughs> and recently stay away
1: from that. Their social
0: yeah, they're yes, and their social media time which team was ranked dead last in the league by
1: complex. <laughs>
0: I don't know what the hell that is.
1: Yeah, uh baby
0: a door uh for fans that hasn't been opened before in Green Bay. And and let me just comment really quickly on that. Remember, hard knocks has been pushing their way in to Green Bay for years, okay? And they cannot get in. And the reason why is because Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers were like, nope, you're not coming in here. And, of course, your two Hall of Fame quarterbacks are going to go, yeah, okay. Um, Don't be surprised if this happens with Jordan Love, especially if we need some good press. Things start starting south. Um, Green Bay is just not one of those teams that um, really allow a lot of people to kind of get in there and take a really good look because watching the quarterback series on Netflix, they actually go in their homes. So, like, they show, like, Kirk Cousins, like, reading to his son before he goes to bed. They show Kirk Cousins, like, he has, like, this uh, closet that he made into, like, a, a temple of his accomplishments. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I just, it's, I like it. It's a good series, but they spend a little too much time on the outside. I like a little more on the inside of what's going on. And again, Kirk Cousins, Costco Hot Dog, he will never change my mind. He's an average quarterback that will never win a Super Bowl. And Patrick Mahomes continues to dazzle. I mean, he's an amazing, amazing player. And Marcus Mar- Mariota, he's a guy. When you watch him in this series, I don't know Andy if you if you've watched it yet, but eh, he's just a guy. He won the Trophy, and you think he'd be this wonderful quarterback, but uh, yeah, he got
1: he got benched this past season, John, and yeah. then um he got I believe he got didn't get resigned or got released or whatever by the club, so he's with uh, yeah. he's backing up Jalen Hurts at, in Philadelphia, I believe. Oh. So yeah. he's not even with the team. Yeah.
0: Um, anymore, yeah. so yeah, so Omaha, yeah. We'll see if Omaha, he gets in there. Yeah,
1: John, uh, I w- was gonna say one last thing, uh, but they've been trying to get Joe Burrow to do the you know this coming <laughs> season. Um, and there's several quarterbacks that have turned them down, so yeah. I'm not sure what the status is. It. If people were interested in that, I don't have any clues. Uh, Google it, it's, a, it's
0: really, an, <laughs> it's really, you know, intrusive. I mean, they go everywhere. So you got to be like okay <laughs> I got you know they show people eating dinner I mean they show cameras and the families eating dinner with their their fam- I mean no thanks I don't want to I don't want to do that you know
1: what I'm yeah, saying well it's just too much give credit to Patrick Mahomes it didn't seem to affect him too much cuz he w- ended up no. winning the Super Bowl so no you know. but he's a hell of a talent so that's he, of- is. <laughs> he is he is yeah. So all uh, right,
0: so wrap this baby up.
1: Wrap it up. So things we learned today, uh, everybody, uh Packer fans out there, Packer Blitz fans, people all over the world, people, people all over this nation. Uh the first thing that we learned, uh, number one, Amari Rogers is unemployed. Uh, the second thing uh we learned yeah. uh you won't see Simone Biles at Lambeau Field anytime soon. Sorry, fans out there that wanted to see. That great gymnast, uh, she won't be probably at many games. Uh, the third thing, uh, Aaron Rodgers took a pay cut, <laughs> $75 million, as opposed to $110 million for two years uh, because Devontae Adams will be the highest earning receiver next year at $26.64 million. It is a long shot yes. that he will join Aaron in New York. Yeah. Uh, Third thing we learned today, actually, sorry, fourth thing we learned today, John, Packer fans out there, the Packers players are transitioning from shorts and helmets to full pads this week at practice. Jordan Love might have cameras following him around from Omaha Productions
0: sometime
1: soon. And last thing, the fifth thing we learned today, John, Packer Blitz fans and Packer fans. Around the nation and the world, let me leave you with this thought. Training camp is just a chemistry lab for the 2023 Packers. Matt LaFleur is the mad scientist running the camp. LaFleur, Brian Gutekunst, and their respective staffs are using the scientific method to question, research, hypothesize, experiment, analyze, conclude, and communicate. The concept of chemistry and working together fits nicely when it comes to a team sport like pro football. After camp is over, the fans will see the results of this science experiment when the Packers take the field for the regular season opener on September 10th. John, I can't wait. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i can't wait either i so, can't wait how'd you uh, like that
1: one how'd you like that one that
0: i you know, that love it man chemist, you, it's all like about chemistry
1: just... science scientific method <laughs>
0: scientific method chemistry I
1: love yeah that. well you're so, trying to build a Packer, team chemistry
0: that's for sure well yeah oh. you gotta do that absolutely yep so Packerbits bits fans but another great episode please follow uh, on Spotify, on Heart Radio, wherever you listen to Packers Blitz podcast, again, also on YouTube. Rate us five stars because Andy and I need it so we can continue this great and fun episodes that we're doing. Like I said, in the future we'll be having some fun things. We will uh, we'll hopefully be doing live shows as well as some other fun things. Uh, we might not be on next week, Packer Blitz fans just because we are normal people and we have normal lives. (laughs) But hopefully we will. If not, we will definitely talk about family night. That is August 5th. We will talk about training camp. We will talk about, hopefully, some other good news. uh, And hopefully can stay injury-free. So that's it. For me, Andy, anything more to add before we go?
1: No, great podcast, John. Great job.
0: Great job, buddy. Go Pack Go! Talk to you later. Go Pack Go! (laughs) See you, buddy.